Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade, the podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Jamusemeche. At She Brigade, we aim to empower by aspiring to storytelling. On this show, we chat to different phenomenal women around South Africa, and we dive into their stories and journeys that have led them to where they are today. Let's dive in. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. Today on the show, we have Leanda Duma. Um, I came across Leander's, I actually came across Leander on social media um, because um, your social media is very inspirational and motivational. And I kind of got interested, you know, and I know from the from the poll that I did on She Brigade, mm. a lot of people were like, Leander, Leander, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> who's this <Levan?"> Leander? <laughs> you know? Okay, so anyway, Leander is a philanthropist, model, and entrepreneur. Um, she has her BCom degree in industrial psychology, which I find very interesting. Mm. But yeah, don't analyze me here. Uh, <laughs> and currently studying towards your honors in HR management. Yes. Uh, your 95 is an is as an HR practitioner at Batu. But you also founded the Malusa Duma Foundation, and you founded Al Reeve Apparel, which is a clothing line. And you found it stripped, which Yay. is oh, and by the way, she's wearing a shirt that says stripped. <laughs> I, I always I love when people rep their brands. Yeah, which is a series of events that are aimed that at aimed at empowering young black women. Yes. I love that. I love that. I love empowering young black women. Okay, so welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Boom boom boom. <laughs> yeah, I'm like sound Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to start engaging with you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to have you. I'm very curious to hear your story. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too. Yeah, no, okay. let's get into it. <laughs> so let's let's start from the very beginning. Start from the very beginning. Who is Luanda? Um, what makes Luanda's story? Well, Luanda Duma is a 22-year-old. I have to always think about it because in my head, I'm still 21. <laughs> a 22-year-old, yeah. yeah. guys. Born and bred in Durban, Imlazi, so um, I'm a, obviously the oldest daughter in a family of four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I always get it mixed up. So I grew up in the township, obviously, attended Grosvenor Girls High School. Um, it's an all-girls school in Durban. I attended uh, Fenderby Park Primary. And then I moved to Joburg in 2015, yeah, to do my first year at UJ. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm just a girl from the township who just had a dream. And, you know, I just had to step out of my comfort zone, which was Durban and what I knew. And, you know, I had to, I, I just, I think at a young age, I knew that I was destined for so much more than my surroundings. Mm. So I've always wanted to escape the township life, not because I felt like I deserved better, but because I just felt like there's not enough for me here. You know, yeah. everything is so limited to just, it's either you go to school after that, you have no funds to go to varsity or you don't finish at school. You just become that girl. Um, my dad says, oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, lose, I'm going, you know. What so, does that mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, lose, like, you're just a girl that's always on the streets. Ish. Oh, okay. You know, type of yeah. thing. So I, I knew, Guti, there were no options for me. So I had to create, you know, something for myself that, you know, was, that people did not know in the area. Mm. But uh, fortunately for me, I come from a very great family, um, financially as well. I mean, you know, it was good. So life has always been somewhat not easy but I mean I had access to everything that I needed you know because um even when I was younger my mom took me to a modeling agency which obviously Nakon was very very pricey you know so I, I went to a good school I, I had access to everything that I needed 
um, that has now obviously made me become the person that I am today. So shout out to them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank shout you, out Amanda. to my parents, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, when you went to varsity, did you know what you were going to study? Funny story. No. <laughs> so obviously now... Um, in high school, my dream was always to become Miss South Africa. That was my really? dream. Yes. For me, that was like a job, you know. <laughs> so I knew good to know I want to become Miss South Africa. Then only after Miss South Africa, depending on the, you know, my year of reign and obviously the the relations that I created, I then decide after that mm. what I wanted to do. Because for me, Miss South Africa was something that I wanted to achieve in my 20s, early 20s. So get that out of the way and then focus on greater things because... Um, funny enough, I, I just always think there's so much more in store for me. So the quicker I do all the little things, then I mm. get more time, you know. So I'd always want to become a South Africa. And then obviously, as you get, you know, go higher within high school, you then realize that obviously, okay, no, I can't really yeah. you know, <laughs> feed my family with being a South Africa and, and, and. So then at some point, I wanted to become um, a forensic scientist. I know, right? <laughs> Guys, I watch a lot of like crime. <laughs> I watch a lot okay. of crime channel. So I then started watching a lot of crime channel 171, 170. And then I fell in love with that, you know, investigating murder. Like, and then I also realized with South Africa, a person just dies or gets shot. And I don't see, you know, the people coming in white. I don't see the camera people. So I thought, actually, <laughs> yeah. that's what I want to do, you okay. know? Okay, cool. So my parents were actually very convinced because I'm very convincing, you know? Because when I say I want this, I'm going to do everything in my power to get it. So I realized that obviously one in Durban, there was no way for me to study to become a forensic scientist. Okay. So, okay, it was either Cape Town, Johannesburg. So I applied for a BSc. Um, at Vets at UJ and I thought right from my BSc I'm going to start BSc and then bridge into it and grow into the field because I realized also in South Africa forensic science like forensic J is not uh, a big department as per se so there's yeah. not much work there's not much courses because I mean what, where are you going to do this right so I applied for a BSc with my metric results I got in conditional acceptance and then the following year I think my marks dropped a bit so I just missed the cut Mm. So then UJ called me and was like, okay, cool. Um, you are going to get space in your BSc um, once registration is complete. And then some people don't come. But for now, I think you should choose, you know, something else. But I, at, even at that point, I was so convinced that this is what I wanted to do, right? So um, five beginning of the year, I was like, okay, give me anything. The hardest course that you have yeah. available. And then they're like, okay, cool. Become industrial psychology. I'm like, I'll do that. Because I knew it was, I'm just there for a week. And then I'm going to switch to do forensic. Yeah. So fine. I registered, went to UJ. I attended my first class. I walked in class. I remember sitting down and I'm just like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing here, but let's just <laughs> try this out, guys. I sat in my first class and then the lecture began. I remember um, Dr. Fury, then she started speaking and then I just knew I was at the right place. I looked around. I'm just obviously talking about the course, what it entails, what you're going to do in the next couple of years, um, the stats and, you know, people that are needed to do A, B and C. And I realized I'm like, actually, I, I always feel like, like I said, I'm destined for so much more mm. and it's not the normal things. So I, I had to then think and be like, but why was I placed in this space in the beginning you know, mm. to start off with? So maybe there's a sign. And then even Vets came up and were like, hey, Leander, we've got space for you. You need to come. And then I was like, nah, actually, I think I'm fine, right? Yeah. And I mean, four years later, I graduated in a BCom Industrial Psychology degree. And I'm now doing honors in human resources. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so interesting. <laughs> so, okay. So then you graduated and then what? I graduated and then I realized that um, I didn't want to really do 
uh, industrial psychology or honor in industrial psychology because for me it was so limiting and I don't like being boxed so yeah. um, obviously when you become industrial psychologist you become a doctor you get your PhD but you only study and practice in industrial psychology so I thought for me HR was one of my modules so I it was I, I, I really, really loved it. I excelled. I, you know, even the people, my lecturers, people that I was with in that space knew that, you know, I was mm. the one. So I remember even for my first test, I think in adversity, I got it in 94. And since then, I was 94. That's what my HR lecturer called me, 94. Oh. So from then, I just fell in love with the idea of helping people step into anything they want to become. So obviously, HR is not only just about hiring and firing but it's about preparing and you yeah, know, developing a, a and lot of shaping. people would, would think that right? hire HR, fire. No, it's the people that hire you so, no yeah. guys no 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 <laughs> i mean in the beginning that's the, that's the misconception yes. and that's one of the roles of hr yeah. it's not the core of hr it's not what hr is about human resources is just about you know it's it's a lot you know, I, I mean i could go on forever but basically it doesn't only entail hiring and firing but once you've been hired do you understand that in a company the person that you come in as in 2015 is no longer the person that you're going to become a year later. Mm. There are certain skills that you need to acquire, that you're going to learn innately, skills that you, you know, there's a lot of upskilling, reskilling, and, and, and that, you know, that goes into it. So it's really just grooming and shaping the human, you know, mind, talents, and skills yeah. to really perform exceptionally well in whatever job that you're required to do. Yeah. So obviously when it comes to just, helping, empowering, shaping, everything that has to do with building human capital and a, a person, I'm there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's, yeah. I, yeah, I must talk to you after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so um, how, did you find it easy to get a job after varsity? Did you know where you were going to work? Um, how was that? No, Tran The transition to from varsity into, like, actually adulting, mm. as you call it, you know? You know, I... I I've always known or I always told myself that I was going to start a company. So I really didn't see myself working for some, for anybody, mm. you know? So growing up, really, uh, I mean, I come from a family that's, you know, has a very huge entrepreneurship background. So it's what I know, you know? So um, I think my final year, uh, and I spoke about this on one of my stories that I, I saw it really, really inspired a lot of people. Um, it's, it's a video. I did a video called Delayed Not Denied, where obviously I'm a girl with a plan. I, I always plan. Mm. So I knew that in 2018, I had to complete my degree because if I don't, then it delays everything that I've planned for 2019. Yeah. But um, obviously, you know, God said no. Uh, you need to be there a bit longer, an extra six months. So I think at that moment, I, I had no idea that my life was going to turn out the way that it did. I had no, I had no plan of getting a job because my plan was creating those platforms for other people, you yes. know. So even when my degree got delayed by six months, I had to sit down and, you know, kind of figure out a, a, a contingency plan of what am I going to do in this six months now? I mean, it was never part of my plan to delay. So now that I'm in this space, what can I do? Mm. So obviously the power of just networking and knowing the right people. And also I always preach this thing of whatever you do, do it so well, whether people are watching or not, somebody will always see something that you do. Mm. And for me, it was just that way. 
on Twitter, I used to like support this other company. I used to retweet for them. I was just a fan of everything they they did because it was like, you know, a bunch of young people that are just, you know, penetrating the accountancy space, which is a very white male dominated area. So for me, it was just a matter of, oh, no, I'm just helping them out. But I was very consistent because when I put my mind to something, I really, really, you know, do it with an Mm. effort. So then they approached me during that time when I had no plan of, what am I going to do? Because I have one module, but I need to do something with my life. So then I started um, working for that company um, for a couple of months. And then I was obviously a consultant for them, an HR consultant. So one of my clients then, before our contract ended, then offered me a full-time job, which is now Batu. So I had no, oh. I really had no plan. But it's just that thing of when you must be willing to do things for free, one. Mm. Especially when you need um what's this you need experience so always be willing to do things for free to build your resume with intention of, of course, course. Yeah. Yes, not do yeah. anything for free that, that you have no business <laughs> of wanting to do you know yeah. so for me it was they owned their own company so it wasn't even a thing of i'm coming in as an employee but i'm coming in to see what it's like to own your own company even the freedom and the rights that i got when i joined that company it's okay Mm. fine come into this you know incredible thing that we're building you're going to come as an hr consultant so you are your own person um you're just going to give us your price we're going to get clients you're going to invoice we add a markup Mm. so basically i was still my own person just under a brand so also shout out to that company guys (laughs) for doing that yeah i I mean you have to appreciate the role that everything like literally everything that i've you know been through gone through, under, over, met, have not met, has really shaped me to become this person that I am today and everything that I'm doing, mm. whether it was good or bad. Mm. Okay, so at what point did you, at, at what point and why did you feel the need for Stripped? Yo, at what point? It was during that, that I, I need to emphasize how important that six months was for my life. And I say my life because... I've never failed. Prior to that, I've never failed. Um, So that was the biggest and first failure of my life. So I count that as one of my highlights and lowlights at the same time. Mm. Because had I not hit, I call it rock bottom because I was in the pits. Had I not been in that space, a lot of things would have not birthed today, you Mm. know. So during that six months, I had to really, really occupy myself. Because as a consultant, you don't have a nine to five. You only go to the office when you need to when you have a client. So what am I doing with the other time that I have? So I, I, I remember I read a lot. And I started seeing how people were so interested in what I read because whenever I read something powerful, I just felt the need to share it. Mm. And I'm I'm just a sharer. I'm a giver. Like, you know, I when I consume something I and I, I know that somebody needs to hear it, I put it out there. So I started doing that a lot with the books that I was reading until I came across the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Very powerful. I still haven't read that book and I've read highly so much Highly recommended. Yeah. Highly, highly, highly. So I was reading The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, but I realized that I used to post about it like every page, I had something to say, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Okay, I can't post so much, you know." Mm. So how was about I just do a book review? So you don't need to have read the book, but I'm just gonna sit down with everyone and kind of unpack um, what I've learned from the book and how you can use that mm. to channel your purpose or what you want to do with your life. So I remember then I hosted that book launch, and then I was like, "Okay, I need a name. Um, I'm gonna start doing book reviews." 
that's what I thought it was going to become. And I'm just going to gather with a bunch of people that are interested in the book I'm reading. And I'm mm. just going to kind of like, you know, review the book for them. So it's not like that. And then obviously I needed a name. So I'm like, okay, but what, what's the point? What do you want to achieve out of this? And then I had to answer that question. Which I really want to create a safe space for women um, where we can literally strip, you know, um, take away the makeup, take away, you know, the Instagram, the filters, the likes, and like I want Luyanda, like like Uluyanda Longa Palace, not the Luyanda yeah. that's invalidated, not the Luyanda that Abandu Wati, you know, she's inspiring. I actually want that Luyanda that, you know, during that six months where I was going through the most, I want that girl. Underneath so, all the layers, yes, all underneath the everything, girls, you know, yeah. under all the accolades, the achievements, mm. we need that girl. So I want to create a space where literally as women we could just leave everything outside the door come into this safe space and literally be like, you know, mm. um, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. I feel demotivated. I'm struggling, you know. So that I remember I had the conversation with Christina. Then she was like, there you have it, stripped. Stripped by Luanda. I was like, actually, yes, stripped by Luanda. <laughs> and then that's how the whole thing kind of, you know, rolled out. But then when I did the first book review, I then realized at that point that, once again, this is going to be so great that I cannot limit it to just being a book review, but rather we can change the topic every time we meet. So if it has to do with the book, then mm. great. But also let's not limit it to just books because what, what if like half the audience or half your audience does not read? So now that means I've lost, you know, half the minds that I'd like to, you know, plant certain seeds on, you mm. know? So yeah, it was that. And how's the journey been on that so far? Amazing. Amazing. I cannot even tell you Yo, it's amazing. You know, when something literally changes your life, you even get goosebumps every time you speak about yeah. it, you know? So <laughs> even, like, there's so much work, though, I won't lie, there's so much work that goes behind it mm. um, for it to become what it is for people during that moment when they attend. But, yo, it has been phenomenal. So many sisterhoods have been, you know, created just in planning stripped. Yeah. So I meet a lot of women every every session with these new people, there's new stories and man it's amazing. Like uh, it's amazing. I actually I need to attend one day because yes, I have not have yet <laughs> but I need to attend. Okay, so you you touched a bit on some of your highlights and lowlights. Mm. Can you can you like talk a bit more about your highlights and lowlights on your journey? Mm. My highlights. Graduation. Um that's really a highlight for me because I don't think uh, you know, when you obviously in Vasi, you know how difficult it is. Mm. And I'm one who celebrates even the smallest of things. So for me, uh, getting that degree, despite everything that I, you know, went through during that um, three and a half years, um, that was just major. So one, my degree, two, um, stripped, having it become now the platform that it has been for women. Because for me, what started off as a book review is now changing a lot of people's lives. So um, I think that's probably also one of my biggest highlights. Uh, three, I think also growing my brand. And I, I, I didn't think that at such a, you know, a quick rate, um, I'd have so much of influence so many, for so many people. So mm. I celebrate every single day, Wuti. Yo, God, thank you for using me. Yeah. You know, thank you for using your most imperfect child. I always write this as my caption. Thank you for using your most imperfect child perfectly, you know, because I'm not perfect. Mm. And But the way that you're placing me in spaces where I, I, I turn a lot of things that I touch into perfection. So, yeah, I think, for, yes, my brand, it, it means a lot to me because, I mean, I use it in so many different ways. I don't only influence just, you know, 
spiritually or religiously, but also I do it in the workplace and I can do it even outside in a social setting as well. So it's very, very, I mean, I've got a very versatile influence when I put it that way. So that's kind of like my brand is my highlight. Yeah. You know? And I think also uh, relationships formed during the journey of becoming who I am today. Uh, that has been my highlight because for one, you know, meeting this person, they've brought me to this person and from here to the, and I think without those connections, mm. I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. I wouldn't have the platform that I have. So also the people involved in making me become this person, shout out. Yeah. And then low lights, obviously, um, we, we don't really share a lot of your low lights. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a new thing for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a new thing for me as well. But I realized the minute I began to see and I, I began to perceive um, my downfalls as not my downfalls, but as my the beginning of to build something new then I started to see it differently. So it, for me, it's no longer failure, but it's the lessons that I learned from that specific, whatever experience that I was, mm. you know, going through. So obviously de- the delay of my degree, I will, you know, that will, because so many things happened during that moment. Yeah. And had I not been given that extra six months, then I wonder where I'd be, you know? So I think that for me was the biggest, you know, low light highlight moment for me. And then also low lights, low lights, low lights. Hmm. I think for now, I think that's about it. Yeah. yeah. I always say, like, I actually recently, like, went on my, my personal Instagram mm. and, I, and, I, and I added on my bio, welcome to my highlight reel. The reason is because of exactly what you were saying, right? We don't have to share the low lights. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I was actually listening to another podcast this morning mm. about how you know, the expectation of society for you to be vulnerable all the time and for you to share every little last detail of the bad parts of your life is so unnecessary and it's so unrealistic. Like, why? Very, very true. I agree. But also, you know what now has, what I started thinking about is, this is the second time it's happening. So I made a, I was working um, from the shop today in Newtown. So as I'm walking out, I think I was going to get food. Um, obviously I was looking down because I'm wearing heels and I'm about to take a step. So mm. as I lift my head, I see this girl. So in my head, I thought she's shocked because we nearly bumped into each other. Oh. So in my head, I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But I can see, man, with height. She's like, oh. and I'm just like, okay, wait, like, what's, what's going wrong? On? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she then asked, oh, sorry, guys, where's the battle store? So I was like, okay, no, it's inside the workshop. But then I, had to, you know, direct. Mm. And then, so as I turned my head, she then calls her friend and she's like, yes, that's her. I follow this girl on Instagram. So I'm like, hey, Wena, come here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Wena, why are you so like, yeah, it's like you just Josephine. literally saw, I don't know, Beyonce, you know? Yeah. So what's going on? She's like, oh my God. So I'm like, why don't you greet me? Hey, how are you? You know, then we hug and then she's like, okay, can we take pictures? I'm like, okay, great. So now for me, it's just like, guys, why, why, you know, it's just like, it's like you're seeing a goddess, you're seeing like <laughs> God walking there, yeah. you know? So yeah. for me, it was just like, I mean, it's great and all, you know, it makes me happy, but also I don't want people to look at me and think, oh my gosh, this perfect figure. No, mm. that's not what I want. Mm. I want you to see me and obviously you see that everyday girl that you can relate to. Yes. So for me, hence why I, I, I saw how, good it was and how much my following grew how much my influence grew after i started sharing the lessons that i learned from all the bad things 
bad things that see, I go through. And, and that makes sense, right? Because mm. it's about, I mean, we all go through bad stuff, but we also want to come out of it. Yay. So when you come out of it, being able to share the lessons, that makes so much sense. Um, Someone, I, I, don't, I forgot who it was, but someone said like, and I, and I relate to this so much and, I, and I'm trying to live by this now. Mm. She said that I never want to appear to a younger girl that who I am or what I am and who I've become is unattainable. Yes. And I think about that a lot, hey? Because of things like social media, it looks... Definitely. You look like you're there. Yes. And I don't want to... It's like... You're all here. Yeah. yeah we're we're this, actually all here. We download the app on the same app mm. store. We all have passwords. We're all on Telecom, like, Vodacom, yes. and We all pay for data. <laughs> we all hog on free Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, you know... I, I'm not going to lie. I think about that a lot. I never, ever, ever want to seem unattainable to someone. Mm. You know, you need, you need to like... Well, you don't need to. Need is a strong word. word yeah. But every now and then, it's nice to share the other parts because, you know, there's so many people looking up to you, like you're saying. These people are looking mm. up to you. You'd never want to seem like that yeah, is for that person. they think you've never failed. They think yeah. you've never had friendships, relationships, whatever the case mm. may be. They're just seeing this perfect person, mm. you know. So I really want to shy away from perfection because, like I said, I'm not perfect. It's just that God is using me perfectly. Yes. I love, I love how you put it. Yeah. I actually really like that. Okay. So, um, what, what, I'm really, I'm not, what, what advice would you give to someone who is like looking at you and wanting to follow in your footsteps? Oh, embrace the failure. Embrace the failure. Instead of asking yourself, why me? But rather sit down and ask yourself, what am I meant to learn in this season? You know, mm. I think for me, the most important thing, and I, you know, there are so many highlights, but behind every highlight, there's a low light, mm. there's a failure, there's tears, there's, you know, there's everything. So for me, the most important part is the part that you don't see. So the conversation that you have to have with yourself, what am I learning? Why do I keep going through the same thing? all the damn times, just obviously with probably a different person. Mm. So what is it that, um, you know, God is trying to teach me, not only about myself, but about the situation? Yeah. What am I not learning? So I think it's so important to have those conversations with yourself and just embrace the failure. Because if you don't embrace the failure and if the failure scares you, then you never know what you're doing wrong and you never know where to fix. Yeah. And I always say this as well, Wuti, rock bottom is the best place to start. Because it's, it's a point where you have to, to, it's you and your demon. And the minute you face your demon, like mm. I said, it can never be used against you. Mm. So know what it is that you're doing wrong. Know what it is that you're not good at. And that's where we focus. I know um, a colleague of mine, um, I read a quote for her after we were doing interviews. And she told me something so significant that she said that she heard on radio was, um, don't focus on what you're good at. Focus on what you're not good at. And from there, a lot is, you know, a lot will happen yeah. in, in that point. So really focus on what you're not good at. Focus on your failures. Focus on everything uh, that scares you. Mm. So everything that I've become is because I, I literally shifted my perspective into focusing on things that we all shy away from. Mm. And that's where most, the most, you know, amazing things happen. Mm. Sure. Okay. Okay. So you also have a foundation, Malusi du the Malusi Duma Foundation. Yes. Yeah, can you tell us a bit about the work that you do? So basically, um, as a how it all started out is obviously I used to model from a very, very young age 
And I think for me, what really, really attracted me to pageants was the CSI part of it. So obviously, as a Miss Wat Wat in your year of reign, the many community engagement initiatives that you have to do. Mm. So I think that's where I actually fell in love with the idea of just people development, engaging with people and, you know, lending a hand where needed. Mm. So when I moved to Joburg in 2015, I had to start varsity. And obviously, my mother encouraged me to really just, you know, put modeling aside a bit, focus on your studies. I mean, it's a new, it's a new, um, what's this? Uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, from Joburg? No, from Durban to Joburg. It's a new what? Southern uh, <laughs> Kozunata province. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So you have to focus, you know how parents are with your first day yes, of study. Yes. So for me, um, I think the biggest thing was, so now I need to stop doing everything that I, I, I love, you know, in terms of giving back. So mm. I had to now think of how do I stop modeling? but still continue to give my service to other people. Okay. And that's when I thought about it. So actually um, I started Googling, you know, the different business um, type of business that one can open. And then I came across an NPO. So I'm like, yes, how about I create my own NPO where yeah. not only my, my influence will never be, you know, limited to my title. And like mm. I said, I don't like being capped. So there was another one for me. To, okay, cool. So this means that now I only get to do what I love only when I miss what does. So what happens when I grow out of modeling? That means that I can't tap into, you know, that passion of mine. Mm. So that's how the whole creation of the foundation came about. And then I named it after my late brother. Because for me, I just needed, you know, something that was going to live far beyond his life and something that was going to be there for me by my side so I could always remember the person that he was, you know. Mm. So I named it after him. And some of the work that I started doing, obviously, was um, visiting a lot of homes, spending time at homes. And also we have one of our biggest projects, which is a give a girl a bag. So basically we identify a school, we donate sanitary towels, cosmetics, and, you know, it's a whole bag that has probably oh. about six no, three to six months supply of sanitary towels and during that time obviously it's an engagement session where we speak to young girls about certain issues that you know make girls uncomfortable you know so we speak about health cleanliness we speak about intercourse we speak about how you have to behave now that you're at this stage of your life and how you carry yourself what is happening in your body you know all those things so that's one of our biggest biggest projects give a girl a bag and then we also have the educational program so basically here we identify schools in the township that we help to apply at varsity institutions mm. so from your nest your accommodation i've worked with golden key that also then provide booklets to these schools in terms of pursuit opportunities, yeah. where to apply for what funding and all of that. So basically we go to schools, we emphasize the importance of education and we try to really change a lot of young people's mind because at that point, I tell you now, they don't see themselves getting to the level where they're going to study in varsity. So it's not just us coming with pamphlets, okay, apply, apply. No, it's a process. You have to come first and speak about education. Where do you see yourself? And many of them, it's just like, because I remember when somebody said, I wanted to study to become a doctor when I was visiting this one school, the whole class laughed. No. To a point where even the teacher was just like, hi, like... No. you know so that's when i realized there's a lot of undoing that needs to be done yes. based on where you're coming from you know so for us we have to take a step back and be like okay we can't come to these schools now and shove the application like, yeah, or there's the wi-fi let's apply let's just email. throw them away yes yeah, you know we have to start over we need to undo the mm -hmm. fact that you know and still remind these kids that where you come from is not where you're going to go. It's not where you're going to end up. There's so much more to life, you know? And I think that's what I enjoy the most, you know, seeing 
the caterpillar go from the caterpillar to you know the butterfly just in the mind so that would that yeah that's also something that i'm very, is there, very passionate about is there about. a reason why you specifically obviously i am too right mm. but is this because you've mentioned this quite a lot i've been seeing it as a thread mm. young black women is there a reason why you're particularly like there i think so i i look at the issues i look at the things that i'm passionate about and i i look at who is my target audience and there's a common thread of young black women that's what i've been hearing you from know, all of your young stories young black yeah. women mm. i mm. think i think for me that's where i always i i never want to you know do something where i know that it will not have influence or will not reach the people that it's meant to reach so for me whenever i think of whatever i want to do i need to think of okay who who am i who who do i want to reach you know mm. and it's always the same young black woman because those are the people that are disadvantaged those are the people that um you know are very fearful in terms of stepping into their greatness. Those are people that are very fearful in embracing their talents, in embracing everything that they're good at, and embracing, you know, you know, the greatness that they have within them. Mm. So I, I'm not saying that for for men or other women of color, I mean, it's it's not the same for them. But like I said, I always want to stay relatable. That's yeah. my biggest thing. So I cannot speak about things that I can't relate to, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um... So uh, you may have touched on it, but mm. it's like actually a bit different. But I always say to all of my guests that my favorite quote is, be who you needed when you were younger. Mm. Yeah, we're there now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So I want, I want to know what message you would give to the younger Luyanda. If mm. you could talk to her now, what would you say to her? <laughs> wow. Okay. Ooh, guys. Damn. <laughs> I was never ready for this part. Well, I was, but I didn't think it was going to be so emotional. Uh, okay. To my younger self, Luanda, a.k.a. Miss South Africa. Yes. <laughs> That's what, um, I mean, you used to call yourself then. I think, first and foremost, um... I need to really tell you that there's so much in store for you. Your influence is beyond the titles that you want and the titles that you think, you know, are for you. You're going to encounter a lot of challenges, but the one thing that I need you to know is that with every challenge, don't look at it as a challenge, but rather look at it as what do I need to learn at this point or where is this going to take me? You're going to do incredibly well for yourself. Um, I think to a point where you'll even paint yourself and be like, hey, is this really me? <laughs> um, you're going to meet amazing people along the way um, and you'll be so impressed at how your relationship with God is about to evolve. Um, I wish I could show you a snippet of the amazing things that he's about to do for your life and for you moving forward. And, you know, stay true to who you are. I know it's going to get hard, but don't give up because there's so much, like I say, that's in store for you on the other end. A lot of things are going to change and that's okay. 
I know you've got a lot of plans for yourself and you think those plans are the ones, but God has greater things in store for you. So don't be afraid to evolve. Um, you're going to lose a lot of people in this journey of becoming. And as hard as it may be during that time, again, don't lose hope. Keep at the pace that you were at. And you're not going to end up in Durban, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was your biggest fear, ending up in Durban. You know, your your influence is, is still going to go way beyond Durban. Imla's. Your influence is going to go across, you know, provinces. You're going to, you know, engage and communicate with people across the world who are going to be so proud of everything that you're doing. Um, your biggest support system are your parents and your family. Don't disappoint them. Um, appreciate every little moment and time that you have with them because life is very, very short. And I think most importantly, stay true to who you are. Stay true to your purpose. Um, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and that's okay as well. And remember that delayed goals are not goals that are denied. And rock bottom is must be your best friend. It's the best place to start at. So I think more than anything, um, enjoy the process of becoming because you're going to become an incredible woman. And yeah, man, just, you know, keep doing what you love and, you know, keep keep pushing. I think most importantly, keep pushing. And you, you don't realize that whatever that you feel that you're doing for yourself you're actually doing it for other women. You're giving other women, you're like a blueprint to show other women that it's possible. And, you know, and I wish you the best, man, because I know exactly what you're going to go through. Yeah. That's you, my message. You know, her. I've had so many guests on this show. <laughs> and I've never had someone... I don't know, talk to themselves in that way, you know? Like, um, Pimelo came on this show and she says, you know, you have to think about how you speak to yourself. Mm. And I love, I absolutely loved, wow. I, like, I was just looking at you smiling, like, I'm even you ashamed know? because I'm just like, girl, you have no idea. Because, you have yeah, no and I love too. how personal you are because you know mm. what? Sometimes we do need to give ourselves that pep talk mm. and, you know, I personally, I try to do it to my, for myself. But, like, you know, sometimes we think it's what we need when we were younger, but maybe it's what we need right now. No, true. Mm. Wow, that was actually incredible. Yo, that made me shake. Yo, <laughs> girl. <laughs> that is incredible. I really, really enjoyed that, actually. Thank you. That was so powerful. I, I, I mean, often here people say, write a message to your younger self or say something to your younger self. But I, at that very moment, because you've never done it, you don't realize, you know, how emotional and how mm. whew, deep it really is, you know. Mm. So oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, how can our listeners get in touch with you and your events and everything that you do? Oh yay, the fun part. Okay, you can connect with me via my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. On Instagram, I'm Luanda Duma with um, a profile picture, Ipalu Zulu Girl. And Twitter, Luanda underscore Duma6. On Facebook, it's Luanda Luandle Duma. And then if you want to know more about Stripped, you can follow our page um, at Stripped by Luanda, one word. 
if you also want to follow the work that we do at the foundation, it's at the Melissa Duma Foundation on Instagram as well. But all of these details you can get on my personal page mm. yeah, as well. Because I've got highlights of Stripped. I've got highlights of the foundation. I've got highlights of every little thing that I do. Yeah, Which and is was, a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I just said, like, I I'm not going to lie. We didn't even touch on everything. When I asked for your bio and I got, I got like a, a seven page I'm like, yay! <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Hope that chapter didn't sound weird on the mic. <laughs> okay, no, thank you so much. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much. I and think I really needed this. Yo, I, I really needed this. It really reminds you of everything that you know that you're doing, that you've done, and you're about to do as mm. well. So it's a great, great platform to also not just to inspire, but also just for you to just take a step back and see, Guti. I mean, girl, you're doing, you're doing it, hey? You're doing, you're, you're doing, doing it. Way better than you think. You're doing great, right? Because you, you, you don't see it at no. that moment. Because sometimes you feel like I'm not doing enough, but this really, really reaffirmed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're on the right track. I literally just posted today, like I am more than enough. Because, like, you know, because you are. You have to remind yourself, and yeah. it's okay to forget, but you have to remind yourself, I am more than enough. I am more than. Thank you so much okay, for Thank me. you for coming. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and share it with us on Instagram or Twitter at SheBrigade. Don't forget to leave us your feedback by giving us a rating and review on iTunes. See you in the next episode. Bye.